Have you ever liked a celeb photo on Instagram? I like celebrity photos on Instagram all the time, but I don't follow that many celebrities. Sometimes it feels silly. It's like, okay, cool. Here's another like. You have 40,000. Here's another one. There's no point to it. It's just like a reflex. It's like, oh, hot girl. Double tap. Cool outfit. Double tap. It's like going to a concert. Like, you know, if you don't cheer, they're not going to notice. But like, it feels good. Marilyn Manson. One of my friends liked one of his photos. And so then I just started following immediately and thought my friend was cooler. Welcome to Why'd You Push That Button? A show where me, Ashley Carmen, and Caitlin Tiffany Hello. talk about the choices technology forces us to make. This week we're talking about the idea of liking celebrity photos on Instagram. If you don't use Instagram, <laughs> essentially just anyone can have an account. Brands make accounts, like your vacuum cleaner probably has an account. Celebrities have accounts. So anyway, that's where this whole issue comes up is because if you like a photo, at least for me, it sort of indicates that you are acknowledging to this person you saw their photo, you liked it. And Caitlin and I were talking about the idea of liking a celebrity photo because does the like still mean anything if you like a branded, technically a branded photo? To be more specific, we were talking about this in the context of an article that Ashley wrote that was extremely controversial, perhaps the most controversial article ever published on The Verge, (laughs) but also got a lot of sweet, sweet views from all the hate tweets. So yeah, so this piece that I wrote, this was back maybe in May or something, was called why did my boyfriend like at Emrata? That is Emily Redajowski, for those of you who are not aware of her handle on Instagram. She's a model. So I asked, why did he like her booty pic on Instagram? She had posted a photo of herself on a boat in like a thong. And I noticed that my boyfriend had liked it because on Instagram, if you already follow someone, the algorithm shows you a few names of who's liked this photo. And if you already follow them, it'll say like, Caitlin also liked this photo. So I saw that my boyfriend liked this booty pic And I spiraled, y'all. I would say Ashley came to us calmly, reasonably. Yeah, I basically polled a bunch of our colleagues about celebrity photos. Do you even like celebrity photos on Instagram? Is it worth a worthless endeavor? Maybe not. Instagram forces you to confront the decision that someone else has made. It's true. It's just there for you to judge all the time. To me, it feels like a wasted like, which is a whole nother thing. But like, I like someone's photo on Instagram or video because I know... They're going to see my name come up or whatever. They're pushing notification. They're going to be like, oh, like this girl, Ashley, who I know IRL or at least have like a tangential relationship to, liked my content. How nice. <laughs> it's like a happy, warm feeling. Kim Kardashian does not care if I like her photo. Okay. I see what you're saying. I do not believe in my heart that when I like one of Sarah Jessica Parker's pictures of herself eating a hot dog on a Metro North train that she is going to see my name and be like, thank God Kate of <laughs> this content. However, sometimes I genuinely like it. I'm genuinely like, this is a great photo that's reminded me of an actress whose presence in the world I enjoy and makes me feel marginally comforted. But for the most part, sometimes I'm scrolling down my feed and Chance the Rapper posts a picture of his infant and it says like, my sister has already liked it. And I liked tap the likes. I'm like, oh, look, a little shared moment between me and my sister who doesn't live near me. We both saw this photo. I don't know. It just makes me feel nice. It's just like a little source of comfort during my day. And also the thing about about liking a photo is like, it's not hurting anyone. It's fine. I do think maybe liking a a butt pic specifically is slightly different because it's like 
okay, you really want to affix this well, to yeah, your brand. Well, yeah, because then you get into this whole other topic where a lot of Instagram celebrities, like obviously Sarah Jessica Parker's whole brand is being quirky and fun. Like her Solar Eclipse video was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just funny. So obviously yeah. if your friends watch that and you see them like it, you're like, okay. But so then you also have the differentiation between what I would deem more interesting celebrities who make this kind of unique content versus sort of the, I don't want to say all models or something like that, but I guess I, I think maybe you would call them like fitness models or something, or just like people whose whole brand is like, this is a hot picture of me. Mm-hmm. Last year, actually, Bloomberg published a piece called Confessions of an Instagram Influencer. This guy used a marketing agency to try to become an influencer. And in his piece, he notes that receiving likes is a huge part of the job, especially the fact that he wants to get likes quickly. So he notes that this is a great quote, quote unquote, moderately successful influencers might get 100 likes or more in 15 minutes, which is kind of crazy. 100 likes by itself is not much. Yeah, 100 likes in 15 minutes is fast. Based on my personal experience where I've had a post up for three days and it has 21 likes. Yeah, exactly. We both live that non-influencer struggle life. And he also notes that he has to like other people's posts and comment on them in order to gain influencer status. So it seems like the key here is not only receiving a bunch of likes in a quick period of time, but also giving those likes back in an effort to seem like you're a good part of the community. Sure. And also, of course, if you're an influencer, one of the main ways you're making money off of these posts is through sponsored posts. So if you can say, I can get 300 likes in 15 minutes, that's huge for a company to hear. Sure. It's just a nice little data point. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you would definitely present a little a little rundown of your your followers, your comments, your likes. Right. Okay. So anyway, we couldn't do this podcast without talking to the man behind the booty like, Chris, my boyfriend. The world knows that you liked an Emrata <laughs> booty pick. Yes. Yes, I did. He explained to me definitively, once and for all, for everyone to hear why he liked Emrata's photo. I don't think there was a definite reason. Uh, there wasn't any in-depth thought process to it. I kind of just, scrolling through my Instagram feed, saw a photo of Emrata, looked at it for two seconds, three seconds, and then continued and probably liked the next photo on my feed. He just saw it in his feed and double-tapped it. He, he tapped that ass, technically. Ew, <laughs> delete that. That's disgusting. <laughs> But anyway, so even though he liked Emrata's booty pick, now, after this whole situation happened, he says that he no longer really likes celebrity photos. There are a couple of uh, profiles I did unfollow for the sake of, you know, just not having it on my feed because I don't see a point in even liking photos that receive thousands upon thousands of likes because I'm just insignificant. I really hope that I didn't peer pressure him into this. Maybe I did. He clarified, though, that, like, he still follows some athletes. Celebrities, I guess I follow Conor McGregor. I follow Michael Phelps. I follow uh, Olympic sports players. Glad someone out there still likes Michael Phelps. Um, Also, he follows a lot of fan accounts. I'm a huge Radiohead fan. Maybe I'll like their photos. Maybe I'll like fan pages' photos because, you know, I want them to see that I'm looking at their profile and I want them to know that I'm acknowledging that they're posting videos of of musicians that I like. And I think that's a nice way of looking at it that, that was very heartwarming but even though he's 
he likes these fan photos. He, he made it very clear that he's over the celebrity photos. They won't see my name and say, oh, Chris liked my photo because they don't know me because it's not personal. Whereas if my friends post a photo or if my family post a photo or if you post a photo, then there's some significance there. Wow. A true disillusionment story. Yeah. We also talked to our friend and coworker Lizzie Plagic about this. Can you tell me what, whose posts you would like? Who you feel obligated to like? Oh, all my friends. Oh, great. Lizzie is just a what you would call a, a firecracker. I'm the kind of freak who doesn't double tap. I just click the heart. I just chatted with her a little bit, and she's basically said like she doesn't like celebrity photos, but only because she barely likes anyone's photos. For me, liking something on Instagram is so that the person on the receiving end knows that I like it and appreciates it. It's not for my personal gain, it's for them. Because I gain nothing at all from liking an Instagram photo. For me, I don't feel joy. So basically, like, Lizzie's philosophy came back to, like, who needs the likes? Well, we do know who needs the likes. It's us for our egos. But it's also influencers, the brands, because they make money off those likes. Maybe not directly, but it shows that they have an active, engaged fan base, which is good for sponsored posts. We're talking about like low level celebrities, like models, people who need to be able to be like, look at how much engagement there is on my social media and put that essentially as a line item on a resume. Well, you talked to an influencer, right? As well. I went and got the other side of the equation, which is the Instagram influencer named Lisa Ramos, who's a model who lives in New York. So I guess I'm like an influencer slash TV person slash whatever. Who occasionally posts photos that involve her butt in a bikini, just like our gal pal Emrata. <laughs> so I asked her like how closely she pays attention to the likes on her photos, and she said... I don't really pay attention to the number, but what I do pay attention to is like my comments. I do read most of my comments. So like liking a picture is not a good way to get someone to like see that you're interacting with them, but commenting definitely is. Did she happen to mention if the total matters to her, though, even if it's not an individual, like just the group size matters? Yeah, I asked her kind of like, do the number of likes on a photo influence like what you post in the future? And she kind of said no. I just like to post whatever I like, and and some things don't get as many likes as others. Like if I post like a quote, it's not going to get as many likes as a picture of me on the beach in a bikini, you know? But I just like to post whatever I want to share with everyone at the moment. She claims that's just something Thing she ignores and lives with. That's nice. Which is probably true with whatever. Sometimes I post like a, a dumb quote from a poetry collection and nobody likes it and it's fine. It's for me. Um, but I'm also sure that she knows that she needs to make sure there are enough posts that get lots of likes. I mean, it does get more way more attention. So when you see like someone that has like only bikini pictures or only like a food page that only has like pizza pictures, it's because they know they're catering to their audience. So I guess that's what I'm saying. She didn't specifically disclose her Pinterest quote to bikini pick ratio, but I'm sure it's something that's crossed her mind. Do you think that Lisa gives back to the influencer community in that she likes other people's posts? Like, is she a like provider as well as a taker? I did ask her that. I follow like 12 mini pigs and like dogs and like friends and family and models and some I know, some I don't know. I just pretty much just scroll and mindlessly double tap. This is also just like a mindless activity. I do it when I'm bored. Like if I'm in an Uber, I'm wearing that waiting at the airport, I'll just like like 20 pictures because I'm just scrolling through the feed like, oh, this gets to like, this gets to like, this looks cool. This is fine. This is my friend. I think the most fraught part of our conversation was <laughs> when I turned things over to the Chris issue. When someone likes a picture, like her boyfriend <laughs> in the feed, it says like so-and-so like this butt picture. So I, I'm with her. It's like he shouldn't be liking that butt picture. 
Oh, gosh. Um, and <laughs> it's really weird that you are able to see what your boyfriend is liking on Instagram. And I have found myself many times in a situation where I will check what somebody I'm romantically interested in is liking. It's like an insight into their brain. It's something they wouldn't actually say out loud. Your boyfriend probably wouldn't walk up to you and be like, I saw a really good picture of a model's butt on Instagram today. You can really peer into people's brains by looking at that stuff. That makes me sound like a twisted individual. And Lisa also thought it made me sound like a freak. Oh, that's weird. Uh, we had a good laugh about it. <laughs> All right. So we have lots of sides weighing in here. We have reformed butt likers, people who like fan accounts, influencers, people who don't like celebrity likes at all. We need someone to make sense of this. So when we come back from the break, we are going to talk to Helen Havlack, our editorial director and someone I would call a algorithm whisperer. Yeah. Helen is a genius. She used to be my boss back when I was a social media manager at The Verge. And I would say we spent hours, perhaps even years, experimenting with what works in various algorithms, including Instagram and especially Facebook. She's a data whiz. She does tons of reading about this subject. And she's pretty much single-handedly responsible for the success of TheVerge.com. It's probably why you found our podcast, to be honest with you. Yeah. What does it all mean, Helen? We're tired of feelings. We want some cold, hard math. Hey, it's Tom Warren, Senior Editor at The Verge here. Microsoft is in an era-defining moment. It's betting on AI as the future of work, its Xbox business is going through transformational changes, and the Mac versus PC war is about to be back on. So, I'm launching a newsletter called Notepad. It'll be your inside guide to all those changes and beyond. From details on the next Xbox, to that one time every Microsoft employee named Michael appeared on a mysterious email list. Whatever is happening at Microsoft, you'll be able to read about it first in Notepad every Thursday. Go subscribe now at theverge.com forward slash notepad. All right, so we're back. Now we're here with Helen. Hey, Helen. Hi. Editorial director at The Verge. Hello. Helen is going to answer our, our looming remaining question about Instagram celebrity pics. We're curious if Chris liking the butt pic serves any kind of real function as far as like him seeing more butt pics, like him seeing butt pics before he sees other pics. Yeah, um, because I think he feels, at least from when I've talked to him, other than even on the podcast, he thought he was basically liking this butt in a vacuum. Yeah, the thing about Instagram is that it used to be this purely reverse chronological feed of everything anyone you followed posted. They basically realized, though, that people were only seeing like 30% of the posts from all the accounts they followed. And so Instagram being owned by Facebook and the end goal being to keep people inside the app because that's how people see ads and the app makes money. They rolled out a bunch of changes last year to basically blow up the old style of the Instagram feed and make it algorithmically driven to try and surface things that were quote unquote the best for that particular user. Now, they've talked a little bit about the signals that go into what they decide to surface. That includes things like the likelihood you'll be interested in the content. We'll be, get into that a little bit in a second. Your relationship to the person posting. So if it's your best friend and you like every single thing they post, it's likely to serve that top. If you are obsessed with 
you know, I love Juniper the Fox. So I see a lot of that. It rises to the top of my feet. I love foxes. I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> and the timeliness of the post all go into that. They gave a little bit more detail to Business Insider about what that popularity of the post or your likelihood to engage with the post signals are. Those are things like, have you actively searched for someone's profile in the past? Say you're you know, logged onto Instagram, you don't see something and you're like, I really missed this celebrity and I want to see what they're up to. That would send a signal to Instagram that they should be surfacing that content to you higher up. Things like direct shares. So if you are often sharing from someone's profile into like your friends, that'll also send a signal. And then the popularity of the post in terms of likes and comments. That's probably relative popularity. So something with 2 million likes versus like your best friend's post with 200 likes if that 2 million like thing is performing, you know, it's Kim Kardashian's post and it's performing 200% better than a normal Kim Kardashian post, that's likely to go to the top of your feed. And if your friend's post, say your friend only usually gets 100 likes on her post, if something suddenly gets 200 likes, they're likely to serve that up. Another thing they don't explicitly talk about, but that's probably a factor, is time spent on the post. So how long on average do people spend looking at it? Because again, the end goal is to keep people in Instagram so that they make money. So hypothetically, <laughs> if a bunch of users are spending a really long time just staring at a butt. Which is definitely happening. Just a really long time. <laughs> just like quiet. Alone time. Meditation time. time. Yeah. Uh, that may send a signal that that post should be going to the top of everyone else's feed because guess what? It gets people to spend a lot of time on it and stay inside Instagram. So all of those signals can go into it. And then if you look at how Facebook and Instagram target ads, it used to be that they called these like affinity groups and they would say, okay, if you like this page, you're also likely to like this other set of interests and pages. Now they call that something like a lookalike group, but they may say, okay, the accounts you follow and the way you interact with them is really similar to this other group of users and how they interact. So if users who look like you and their behavior and their interests are all liking this butt photo, then they may be more likely to serve it up to the top of your feed. Hmm. Okay. Because, yeah, I think we were also wondering, like, for some of these maybe influencers who do tend to post a lot of, like, butt pics, it's if they notice that their butt pics are getting a lot of likes – it is beneficial for them because it surfaces them higher in the feed is sort of what you're saying, right? Yeah, and I think they're probably looking at, you know, it's it's relative to their other content, right? So I think the algorithm tends to magnify the difference in engagement between the content you share. You know, if everything you posted got treated equally in the feed, then I think you wouldn't see such a big discrepancy between butt photos, tons of engagement, non-butt photos, really low engagement. But because this signal is relative to your other content, how is this post performing, and that determines how high it gets served in the feed, then that effect of that thing being more popular is going to be amplified because it determines whether you're in that 30% of posts people see or you're not. Yeah, because Lisa, the woman that Caitlin interviewed, she mentioned, right, that she doesn't care about likes. Yeah, I mean, we discussed this and I was like, this seems hard for me to believe as a person who cares about likes. But yeah, she was like, if I post a bikini photo, I obviously know it's going to get like way more engagement than if I post like an inspirational quote or something. And I think like even though she said she doesn't care about likes, she's like, I definitely understand like the temptation to like serve people content that well, they're going to engage with. To be a brand, you need likes to survive, I would assume. Mm -hmm. I don't know how comments factor in. So if you got, it's sort of like, you know, on Twitter with retweet rate versus, 
you know, like a reply rate. It's like comments don't weigh as heavily as likes, do they? Or I would assume that comments actually weigh more heavily. They do. So okay. a comment is beyond a like is easy. You double, mm-hmm. you know, you double tap and move on. A comment is a bigger like level of engagement with something. And if you look at them explicitly calling out things like direct share, that probably has an even higher weight because it is harder work. It means you care about something more. Mm-hmm. So probably comments are actually weighted a little higher than likes. And those don't always have the same ratio, right? It can depend on what the post is. But I think in general, things with more comments are going to send a good signal that they're engaging in a different way. James Vincent, our coworker James Vincent, who lives in a different continent that <laughs> is escaping me right now. He lives in Europe, okay. in the UK. <laughs> uh, he tweeted something like how look, comparing explore tabs on Instagram with people is like doing tarot card readings. I feel like that is the thing I am very curious about. Like if you look in someone's explore tab, is that just like the sum of everything we've just been talking about? Like that's pure algorithm? The explore tab I think is pure algorithm and it's probably largely driven by this lookalike thing mm. where it's looking at the accounts you follow, and then it's looking at people who follow those accounts also follow this other kind of content and these accounts. And it's trying to encourage, it's trying to suggest new accounts and new content to you that it thinks you would like. So my guess is that may be more driven by this lookalike audience thing that's how is of people who tend to have similar behavior to you and who tend to follow the accounts you follow, what else are they doing that you may find interesting? So you got to look in Chris's Explore tab. Well, that's tab what's funny because I love butts. to think about the idea that Chris is like defined in Instagram's little user groups as like butt liker. Yeah. <laughs> like loves butts. <laughs> Chris Check. is sincerely one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life <laughs> and is not at all like what you're picturing from knowing only that he Yeah, I know. I really pick. feel like I portrayed him in this terrible light. He is very nice, but you know. Clearly, he just liked Emrata's butt, and that's fine. This is a time for me to share something about Chris. Okay. Okay. Um, A couple of weeks ago, when we were at one of Ashley's friend's birthday parties, he took out his phone to show our mutual friend something on Instagram. I don't even remember what it was. And looked in, like, clicked search, and his top suggested search was our girl, Ashley Carmen. So he is redeemed in my eyes. And I texted her under the table. (laughs) It is true. She did do that. (laughs) Okay. Do you know about image recognition? Like, does Instagram, obviously, you know, you're hinting at if you like one model's butt, there's probably other models who post butts or whatever, body pics. And there's a higher likelihood that people who follow this one model follow this other model, and it, it just keeps going. But I'm wondering if Instagram has explicit image recognition where they can literally be like, this is a butt. The technology is definitely out there. If you look at in Google Photos, how you can say, make an album of only photos of my dad, and it will just do it for you. The technology exists. I haven't seen anything that suggests that Instagram is using that in its algorithm yet. Now, if Instagram could, say, look at people who engage with puppies and look at that in the image and serve you more puppies, I think they probably would. I haven't seen anything that indicates that they're doing it yet, and I think it would probably slow down the speed uh, enough right now that it's probably not happening yet. Yeah. But I think it's probably only a matter of time. Also, to be, like, completely honest about the the diversity of the things people post on Instagram, I wonder if image recognition would be 
that useful. It's like, yeah, here are the categories of posts. It's like people's pets, people's faces, and, you are, and like, yeah, like people's food and like people's skyline view or whatever. That's a kind of creepy future is if they could identify, if a company could identify, oh, you tend to like models with brown hair and these features or whatever it is, or even just people in general. I don't know. That's a strange future. To think I mean, about. the technology exists totally. and it's possible that it's being used, but I think signals like, on Instagram, you also know the account you follow. You expect things from them. So would that signal, should that signal be higher than what account did it come from and what's your relationship to that account? Probably not. So even if that does get incorporated in or even if it is incorporated in now, which isn't totally inconceivable, I don't think it would be as high a signal as things like your relationship to the poster, the engagement on the post. But definitely the discrepancy between how posts perform is higher now in this algorithmic timeline world. Dang. We're all being quantified. Everything is quantified. Okay. Well, Helen, you're the best. You are so knowledgeable. It scares me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to be on this brand new podcast. Yeah. We are so happy you got to come on. As an expert source. Okay. Well, that's it for this show. We hope you got some takeaways about butts and your program and what buckets you fall into in Instagram. And who knows? Maybe you're in Chris's group as a butt liker and you can change that by stop liking butts. I hope someone was playing a drinking game where they took a shot every time we said butt. I know. I've been saying, I've really been using the word butt a lot, but it's just so fun. (laughs) Okay. So as we always say, you can follow us on Twitter. My handle is at Ashley R. Carmen. Mine is at K-A-I-T underscore Tiffany. What's Helen? At another Helen. Send Helen all your questions about butt algorithms. (laughs) Just kidding. And then send me and Caitlin all of your suggestions for episodes. You guys have already been emailing us our personal email addresses and guess what that's fine keep doing it if you want but we also have a special email address for this podcast and it is button at theverge.com we finally feel comfortable enough to share it with you all plus we finally fired the person who works here whose name was button (laughs) that is button at theverge.com so you should email us there and here's a fun thing we're gonna do to celebrate the holidays the homework assignment (laughs) (laughs) so we were thinking what a fun thing it would be if y'all sent us audio recordings of yourselves talking about maybe a highly specific issue you've had recently about a button you've pressed or a story you want to share about a time you were like super embarrassed because you I don't know we're looking for horror stories your button horror stories so these are buttons you pressed accidentally buttons you pressed and then you regretted it anything you can think of what we're hoping is for this special episode you know send us your audio clips you can record them on your phone or you can just email us and we'll read the stories out loud and caitlin and i we might even bring in a special guest who knows yeah anyway button at the email us goodbye yeah <laughs>